Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I am your host, David Dodge. You make your money when you buy, you get paid when you sell. Today, I'm bringing on RJ Bates the third. I feel like I know RJ. I've been following this cat for shoot, probably going on two, maybe even three years on socials, been seeing him on different podcasts. So I'm honored and privileged to get to know RJ today and bring him on the show and share some value with all of the listeners and viewers. RJ Bates, how the hell are you doing, man? Doing fantastic, brother. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate your time. I'm grateful for you. And I'm looking forward to getting to know more about you and also all the amazing things that you are doing in the real estate space. So first and foremost, um, I, I noticed, I have, I've been following, of course, um, that you were doing at one point, a couple months back, probably at this point, but you were doing um, all 50 states wholesaling. And you were basically like picking a new market every day. It was like 50 days of 50 deals yep. in 50 states. Bro, tell me more about that. That is so fascinating. Yeah, so it, it was kind of funny because it, it all started with my buddy Aaron Bevins down in San Antonio. Uh, we were working on a software that we were creating. It's a CRM for investors, and Aaron's a mindset guy, and and he kept talking about this book, Relentless, which is actually dude. Secret. That's my favorite book. Literally, my go. number one favorite book. I've I have, and I'm not really a reader, but I do audio. And I have listened to that book 10 times, I swear to you. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. So it was a life-changing book for me. It's sitting right behind me. And I, I do audio as well, mm -hmm. uh, which I think at times- Tim Grover. A, great, yes, great I mean, author. On a highly impactful book, audio to me just hits home so much better. Me too. Right? I listened for two hours this morning while I was out, out jogging. Yeah. So, so I'm listening to this and, and Tim Grover is speaking to my heart, right? Like- He's talking about what a cleaner is. And, and I am like, this is, this is me. Like the issues that cleaners go through. I'm like, these are feelings that I've had and I've never understood why I, I feel this way. And, and he talked about how sometimes you feel negative about yourself because of your lack of connection with people. And, and you always want to take control of situations and things like that. And at the period in time, we had had some turnover at Titanium Investments. I wasn't really pleased with where we were as a company. We were just coming off of uh, our most difficult year that we had ever had because uh, RJ decided to go cookie monster and buy every house that he could possibly buy instead of wholesale. And it got us in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and I just, I wasn't happy with where my company was. And so I'm listening to this book and I'm like, I'm, I'm Michael Jordan. Give me the damn ball. I'm, I'm going to go win the game. And so my idea was I need the world to be my accountability partner. And so I'm going to go do 50 deals in 50 states in 50 days. I'm going to do it live on YouTube and Facebook. And the, the world's going to be my accountability partner. So I was extremely nervous when I went to my business partners to ask them if they were okay with me doing this. But their only feedback was, is RJ, we've never done a deal in North Dakota. We've never done a deal in Montana. How are we going to do this? And my answer was, I will figure it out. Just give me the damn ball. And I promise you, if I put my name on this and I go out and do this, I will make it happen. I promise you. The next step was I had to go to batch because I was going to use nothing but batch leads doing this. And I had to ask them, 
are you okay with me going live on YouTube and Facebook using nothing but your product saying I'm going to do 50 deals? Oh, and I'm sure the answer was an overwhelming hell yeah. Well, they were, but we did have to have the conversation about like, hey, this could be negative for their product if I only do like 18 deals in 50 states in 50 days. Oh, you know? I can't believe that they said that. That's hilarious. Well, it was a conversation. I actually brought Yeah, it's it a conversation. I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, I mean, this could be negative. I mean, I, I could fall flat on my face. And they were like, well- We'll, we'll tr- we're going to trust you on this. Right. right. And, and, and there, there was a promise by me that it was like, Hey, if this is not going well, then I I'll pull the plug on this. Speaking right? of, of batch Evo, Annie and Jesse are, they're my people, man. I love these guys. And here's like some pictures from the Christmas party. I love it. I went out to the Christmas party this year when, and got to hang out with all the guys out there. But yeah, uh, no, they're, they're the best in the business. They're I, the best in the business. I love it. But yeah, go on, man. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. So uh, we we got it all set up. We are literally live on my YouTube channel. You can go back. They're all still there. RJ Bates, the third. And, uh, you know, it was interesting to say the least looking back at it. I mean, I was live every single day for 53 days uh, straight uh, doing nothing but texting and answering the phones for eight to 12 hours a day. Damn. Um, that's a uh, long, I didn't realize that you were doing it that many hours. I, th- I figured, you know, it was at least two or three, maybe four, no, bro, eight this, to 10. This, that's a lot of oh, time. Bro, this was, this was intense. I mean, uh, to, because there was days like very difficult markets, like a Colorado where I would shoot out five to 8,000 texts and we were getting nowhere. You know, I mean, it was like, all right, we've got to get creative on how we're going to get the deal in Colorado. Now, there was opposite days like Mississippi where first 30 minutes I was already under contract. And now for the rest of the day in Mississippi, I'm going back to the, pro- the markets that I had issues in and, and showing people the reality of this business, right? Sometimes it's really easy to sit here and show the victories, right? We have we talked about it prior to this uh, podcast. We have all this production equipment and we can show all of these victories. What I was showing was is victories and the struggles. And I think that's where people actually got more out of the challenge than anything were the struggles. What people don't realize is, is that this challenge where it helped a lot of people and they got a lot of value by watching me do things. This was more for my company and for myself than it was anybody else. Sure. We needed the change within titanium. I needed a change within my company. And this allowed us to develop new processes within the systems that we're using that now I am so utterly confident in our marketing flow and what we do as a company that we, we literally are now running campaigns in all 50 States at, at any given time. I mean, yesterday alone, I know we were marketing in New Mexico, Oregon, Washington, uh, Texas, and it's just a constant rotation of new markets every single day. And it all started from Aaron's suggestion of reading relentless and, and it changed my life. Wow. All right. So I got a bunch of questions from that. So you're in Fort Worth, Texas, right? Yep. Prior to you talking to Aaron, and by the way, I've never met Aaron, but I've been following him for a super long time too. So I'm looking forward to getting him on the show. Uh, but Prior to talking to Aaron and reading Tim Grover's book, Relentless, which I'm telling you, bro, it's my number one favorite book. I love that you brought that up. Um, were you um, virtually wholesaling? Yes. Okay. Not so, nationwide. It was not nationwide. Markets. So that, that's right. really where I'm leading to. Yeah. So how many different markets were you in prior to that book and, and doing this campaign? Because now you're, it sounds like you're just nationwide. You're everywhere. Right. Right. So prior to that, we had done deals, I believe, in like 23, 24 different states. So qu- quite a few. Right. Yeah, but I mean, that's a lot. Were, yeah, that's yeah, a shit I mean, ton. Uh, but some of those were like one off scenarios, you know, like, hey, we got a random deal in Michigan and, and we wholesaled it and we moved on. Like Michigan wasn't a market, but we could we had the notch on our bedpost. Right. We could yep. say we did Michigan. Right. Uh, so once we started actually marketing in Michigan and started getting multiple deals, now it's like, okay, that's an actual market for us. I say actual markets that we had prior to the 50-day challenge was somewhere in the six to seven range. Okay, yeah, and that's, that's, a, that's a reasonable amount of market. Right. Nothing too crazy by any means. Okay, next question. Again, prior to the 50-day challenge, what was your main lead source? Was it 
outbound marketing or was it pay-per-click inbound type marketing? So SMS at the time was our main source of marketing. Um, internally, wow. we had a team of people that were doing SMS and that's where it, it became like, hey, I'm going to take the ball of what we're doing as a team and I'm going to show everybody within our team how to use this system. And then that's what I mean by we developed processes around the system that we were using based off of my experience through the 50 day challenge. Got it. So outbound marketing, mostly via SMS. I love it. And then after the 50 day challenge, is it the same scenario except for now you guys are just on, you know, not in six or seven markets, you're in essentially all the markets. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you have to understand, I mean, where, where do the best deals come from, right. From follow-up. Right. And, and here I am, I created a ton of chaos. I mean, I ran campaigns. I mean, I I can't remember the exact number, but I mean, it was like close to 200,000 records that we skipped traced, had touched. Um, We had follow-up campaigns. We had leads rolling in. (coughs) I mean, we are still closing deals from those campaigns that I ran back in August, September, October, November of last year. So uh, it caused a lot of chaos for us. And Uh, Yeah, we we just kind of had to continue the process of like SMS. We've added on Batch Dialer. Then now we've also added on RVM and direct mail as part of our marketing flow. Nice. Okay, that brings a couple questions up, man. This is great. So one, I really want to learn more about your team. Um, Not so much what every person does, but just, you know, how many people you have on the team and what they each do. Yep. Um, And then also... Is that still your main source of marketing is, is the outbound SMS? Are you doing any, you had mentioned that you're doing some direct mail and some RVM yep. on the follow-up side. Are you doing cold direct mail? Are you doing um, any sort of online advertising, pay-per-click, Facebook, Google, YouTube, anything like that? Yeah, so we we do nationwide pay-per-click. Okay, so that's, that's definitely... Inbound leads are always the best. Yeah, right? those are the I best mean, leads, right? I mean, That's why any, I was curious. anybody that argues that just doesn't know what they're talking about. Right, so, I, I agree completely. But that's also cost prohibitive to a certain degree once you try to scale that. And and we have a team of people here that uh, their talents and what we want them to be doing is generating the leads for ourselves. Like I'm a control freak. So I don't want to sit here and just wait on inbound leads. I want to be taking massive action on, on generating leads and the markets that we want to be generating leads on. So from the perspective of what does the team look like, uh, there's, there's three main partners. There's myself, uh, Cassie, and then Elijah. Okay. So those are the three main people in the company. We're the owners of titanium. Um, and then outside that our team has really leaned down. And so it's going to be shocking for me to tell you how few people we have now, uh, because previously, back in the 2018-2019 era, we had 74 employees. Um, Damn. That, that was part of the, the misery and, and the losing that we had in 2019, yep. right? Now, All in-house? Or was there yes. a lot of virtual people in there, too? No, that was, that, there were no VAs. That was all it was payroll. 73 people showed up to your office every day? So we had wow, we had people in Alaska, Hawaii, Texas, Arizona, because we were flipping houses in all of those locations. So the people that we had on staff, we had contractors that were on payroll, not 1099 subcontractors. No, these were people on payroll that we were paying salaries to do our flips. Wow. So we're talking about, you know, six figure paydays on every Friday. I mean, it was it was a miserable existence, to say mm-hmm. the least. Um, now at this point, um, it's me, Cassie, Elijah, we have Tanya that does bookkeeping. We have Kristen that does cold calling for us. And then we have Keaton and Patrick that are acquisitions. That's our team. And I love and now it, man. we are, we are so much more profitable and lean. Like we, I remember there was a period of time where I called our company, the Titanic, because if I ever needed to tell somebody hey, we're changing an SOP within our company. It would take me two days just to let everybody know. Right. Now, if I want to change something, like, hey, we're going to change the script that we're using, I open the door and say, here's the change. Everyone's right there. And it's over. We're right. speedboat now. We can do whatever we want. And so I, I love the fact that we're lean and mean now. I love it. Do you guys have any virtual assistants? 
We are adding virtual assistants uh, because we've just made the connection with Andrea Stakes out of uh, Virginia. And so we're going to be adding virtual assistants on for cold calling and also inbound calls from our RVM and direct mails. That's going to be a new part of our process. I love it. Very cool, man. Damn, RJ, I am blown away, man. Like I said, I've been following you for a hot minute. I had no idea that you had built that kind of business. Um, but I love how humble you are, man, because yeah. you're not just like here bloating about, you know, we had 74 employees. You know, the way that you described it was like, we did it, but we were freaking miserable. Yeah. And we scaled back and now we're profitable and now we're having fun. And now we enjoy, it sounds to me like you enjoy and genuinely love the business just like I do. So, ah, dude, I look 2019 RJ, we get a $50,000 assignment fee and say, cool. We covered half of our payroll for this week. 2021 RJ gets a $50,000 assignment fee and we celebrate. And it's like, dude, we, we just made our month. Like we're, right. we're good. Like what else can we do? You know what I'm Love saying? It. Like what, what else are we going to add on to this? And it's a lot about just uh, feeling the, the, the vibe in the office is better. The morale is better. Um, I, I feel so much better about everything within my life. And isn't that what we do this for? Right. Isn't yeah, that man. Everybody gets into real estate for freedom, right? Financial right. freedom and time freedom. And RJ, it's so crazy, man, because I don't know the, the real statistic. I'm going to go from the hip here, but 97% of people that get into real estate seeking financial freedom and time freedom end up having neither of them. Yep. Right. They go from a 40 hour week to a 70 hour week or an 80 hour week or maybe even a freaking 90 hour week. Yep. And they most likely are making less money than they were at the job that they're at. So that's why I'm such a big I'm actually reading right now. The less I do, the more I make by Ron Legrand. Love it. And I just met Ron Legrand uh, two weeks ago down in uh, Key West at an event. And um, I personally have eight VAs. And I'm, and I'm bringing two more on next week. Yep. And literally, I'm trying to outsource everything that I can. I'm a control freak like you as well. But, you know, if, I, if I'm doing a task over and over and over again, and I realize, man, this is just so stupid. And I can systematize this, get somebody else to do it so I can do more stuff like this. Right. Like the networking and the podcasting and, you know, helping other people out there and providing right. value. It's just a no brainer to me. So, Absolutely, man, we man. share a lot of a lot of the, the same traits. Again, it's it's great to get the opportunity to chat with you today and and, you know, learn more about RJ and titanium investments. Yeah, man. And you know what's funny about it is, is I talk a lot about what happened in 2019. We were actually generating quite a bit of revenue. But because oh, of I'm the sure. overhead, the you, overhead you have to, had, to to feed 74 uh, families, essentially. Right. Exactly. But guess who, guess what? Out of those 74 people, guess who were the three that weren't getting paid? So I'm the reading owners. the pumpkin plan right now. I'm, I'm listening. We talked about yeah. this earlier. Uh, and he talks a ton about that, about how, you know, oftentimes in business, the owners of the company are making the least amount of money. So this all yep. just kind of rings full circle for me, RJ. I appreciate Absolutely, you. Absolutely, man. So, I mean, but, was, but now, now visible. that you've leaned it down, you have a profit first type of a mindset. I'm sure you guys um, follow an e the EOS strategy, or I'd assume you yep. seem like a pretty smart cat. Um, Where's it at? Yeah, one Better of those up there, right? There it is. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Um, so, yeah, man, isn't it crazy how sometimes just the smallest little tweaks can make the world a differences? I love it. All right. So, I got questions. Nationwide wholesaling. I am, you, you probably don't know a whole lot about me. I'll give you the 90 second spiel on who I am. Uh, I'm out of St. Louis, Missouri, and I don't do anything virtual yet. Um, I've always had the mind. So I've written three books, The Ultimate Guide to Wholesaling Real Estate, uh, The Burr Method, which is really my passion. Um, and then the three pillars of wholesaling real estate. Over the last, let's see, I've been, I've been investing for about 15 years, maybe 16 years, give or take. The first 10 um, was very passively. I was buying full retail via an agent on the MLS. 
and wasn't getting a deal by any means. I was putting down 20% using 80% bank leverage and I was buying to rent. And over the first 10 years, RJ, I only got to maybe about 12 houses. I was buying like one, one or two a year, right? Right. And then about six years, um, some stuff happened in my life, which we're not really going to get into, but I was kind of facing some, some jail time. And, you know, I had, I'd kind of started hanging out with the wrong crowd. And I just was like, you know what, this is, I don't want to be doing this anymore. And I don't want to be working these BS jobs that I had. And I had a couple of little web development businesses and small businesses and lawn care and all this stuff. And none of it was really that passion. I was not, not that passionate about it. Long story short, I learned about wholesaling and these motivated seller people. And in the last six years, my team and I, we've wholesaled over 700 houses. I just did the math the other day and we literally just hit 700 wholesale deals. Um, in that same you know, time frame, really closer to the last three years versus six, but we've done, we've used the Burr method to acquire over 150 rental properties. And right now we're sitting somewhere around 50. We've sold a bunch of these off turnkey. You know how it goes. Sometimes your right. business needs capital or, yep. you know, we actually racked up about a million dollars in bad debt um, on uh, just various credit cards and lines of credit. And then just yep. like you, I had two partners, including myself. So there was a team of, of three at the top. And one of our partners was a little older, still one of my best friends. Um, and he just decided, you know, I got some money. I don't really need to be hustling all day. And we wanted, and he wanted us to kind of buy him out. So now it's just me and one guy. But the guy that we bought out now is like our main private money lender. Like it wasn't an exit that was negative. Right. It was like, hey, you have different goals. Let's get you to where you want to be. Let's get me to where I want to be. So on and so forth. I said 90 seconds. It was probably triple that. <laughs> I apologize. But with that being said, you know, my passion is really acquiring rental properties because of the passive income that you get, the taxes. I mean, literally, that's also like tied for number one. Most people don't realize that, you know, that the effective tax rate on your money is somewhere around 55 to 60 percent. And you're and you, I, I would think that, you know, this, but most people are like, you're crazy, Dave, like, you know, I only pay 35 to 40 percent in taxes. Well, that's fine. You pay that when you earn it. But then everything that you buy has a sales tax. Yep. Any cool thing that you own, like boats and planes, which I've had, you got to pay property tax on. And then, of course, the home you live in or all the other assets, you have to pay annual real estate taxes on. Then you go fill up your car at the gas pump. And not only are you paying sales tax, but you're paying fuel tax. You get taxed left and right all freaking day. The biggest expense, and you can't argue this, the biggest expense in your life is taxes, like it or not. And real estate has allowed me to bring my effective tax rate down to below 20%. What I pay the nice. government annually is really closer to 10 or 12%. But then you got about eight or 9% additional of just owning stuff and buying stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, but essentially it's going from 55, maybe even 60% down closer to 20%. So, you know, owning rentals is just such an awesome thing, right? And the passive income is cool too, right? Let's be honest. Right. But what ends up happening is we do a lot of marketing and we cherry pick the best deals, right? I'm sure you do too. Cherry right. pick the best ones for yourself. But then you just have all these other leads that are coming in. And it's like, you know, we have a little saying in-house, uh, keep the best, wholesale the rest. It's so simple, mm -hmm. right? And we've basically wholesaled about 700 deals because they, they were leads that came in, but they didn't meet our criteria to own. So I'm done with my spiel. I promise you, you're up now. So the question is, though, how does somebody go from their local market like me mm -hmm. that and I'm still going to continue to market here in the Midwest and St. Louis specifically for my own rental properties and my own fix and flips, and I'm going to wholesale everything else, right? Right. But how does one go to expand into that second and that third and that 10th market? So there's a, there's a couple of different ways. And, and this is how I always explain to newer people. Like I got asked this question the other day, at what point in time should I become virtual? Okay. I think everybody listening to this right now should pick a virtual market. And, and here's the main reason why. 
So I already have one picked. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell, I'm going to give you which ones I think you should hit and hopefully we'll, we'll hit the same ones. Okay. Okay, but, cool. But, but here's, here's the, the reason why I think everybody should be virtual, especially when you're getting started, you'll go get a deal under contract. You'll make a $25,000 assignment fee. And then you're going to feel like King Kong of the world. Right. And I'm going to ask you, Hey, Mr. New wholesaler, how'd you get that deal? And you're going to tell me, my second cousin, third removed from my mom's dad died and they knew I was a wholesaler. So they sold me the house because it was highly distressed and I made $25,000 and I'm going to say, awesome. How are you going to replicate that 20 times a month? Yeah, but, you're not, <laughs> you're not, but if you go to somewhere random where you don't know anyone in the world, it forces you to become a good marketer, a good closer good at dispositions and good at analyzing properties, right? It makes you better at everything that you do. Now for someone in your circumstance where you've done 700 wholesale deals, as well as acquired hundreds of rental properties. Yep. And I've done the bird method over 150 times. That's right. really the passion, right? Right. So, so you are already good at marketing. You're already good at analyzing. You're already good at all of that. Right. So for me, if you came to me and said, RJ, where should I go? How do I pick that market? I would say, what is a, a replicable market to St. Louis? I would say, let's look at Indianapolis. Let's look at a Kansas City. Let's look at maybe a Cleveland, Ohio. These are markets that are, in my opinion, based off of my experience, sister markets to St. Louis. Whereas what you are used to analyzing as a deal there would be no learning curve there because you already analyzed those deals exactly that same way. So those so three I'm markets are know, on my list. KC was number one, but Indy, Indy and Cleveland are definitely up there as well. Right. And, and, and it's close to you as well in just geographic locations. Yeah, like I want to stay saying. in the Midwest. Right. I really do. I'm not really trying to go to go try to do wholesaling in San Diego or San Francisco or New Jersey or anything like that. You know, I just... Also, if we come across a 20 or 50 unit apartment building in KC or Indy or Cleveland, hey, that's something that I'd be interested in actually owning right. too, right? Now, I will I'm say not the really only trying thing to that, do the coasts by right. any means. I will say the only thing that drives me crazy about KC, it is one of my least favorite markets in the United States. I'm just going to be forthright <laughs> about that. Right. Um, it's been extremely difficult for us to get any traction there. And I've tried. Uh, St. Louis, on the other hand, I do love. Uh, we've done hundreds of deals in St. Louis. Nice. Um, so Kansas city, the thing that drives me crazy is you'll get a deal under contract. You'll reach out to a cash buyer and he'll be like, I only buy the Kansas, Kansas city deals. Oh geez. And then the other guys are like, I only buy the Missouri deals. And it's like your buyer's list is like segregated with the state line. And it just drives me crazy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can see how that would be super frustrating. Yeah. But St. Louis, I mean, it, it is one of my favorite markets. We actually owned a, a portfolio uh, back in, in the doomsday, doomsday era. Uh, we owned uh, 70 something properties in like 63137, 63136 area. Yeah, those are not my favorite areas by any means, but they make for really good investments because you can get 2% returns in those, in those zip codes. Exactly, yep. exactly. So and I own a couple in 63136 now. Um, typically, I don't like long-term holding in those areas, but what I mean by not long-term yeah. hold, like you know, anywhere from two months to two years, something right. like that. But yeah, I mean, as far as deciding your virtual markets, I think, you know, for you, it depends on your experience. And I would just say, hey, you're you're so talented at what you're doing. Let's just try to replicate it four or five times over with the same types of markets. I love it. I love it. Okay, cool. So next question. I do the texting and the calling just like you. That'll be easy to add. When you're doing AdWords, so I'm, I did AdWords for about two and a half years. And then I turned it off for an entire year and I just turned it back on last week. Now I turned it back on to my local market, mm -hmm. but I'd like to start doing AdWords in these ancillary markets, these virtual markets. And the question that I have for you is, you know, let's say Indianapolis, right? That's in Indiana. Are you mm -hmm. doing AdWords for the whole state of Indiana or are you specifically trying to market within, you know, a 20 or 30 mile radius of a city center? 
I, I'm doing AdWords for the entire United States. So you don't even, you're not zooming in on any particular thing. No. It's USA. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do with leads that you get that are 300 miles from anything? So sometimes, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. We, we just are not a good solution, right. For, for the seller. Sure. I will say that happens a lot less than my initial fear of that happening. Okay. Um, more often than not, it is within a certain radius of, a of a major city. Um, for example, we just contracted a deal in Fayetteville, Tennessee, that's about 45 minutes from Huntsville, Alabama. So I just called Keith Everett and said, Hey, let's JV this deal. Love it. You Love know, it. I mean, that that's our that's our process on deals like that, where I'm like, hey, that deal cost me four hundred dollars to get. And let's go do a fifteen thousand dollar assignment fee. So I make seventy five hundred dollars my net on that seventy one hundred dollars. And all we had to do was the closing process on it. I love it. Have you heard of Investor Lift? And I, I have. Um I have not looked into it enough, but I've I've heard some people that I highly respect, Nick Perry, Corey Gary. I just um, met both those two cats down in Key West and I signed know, up I, for it. Funny, yeah. funny story. I was supposed to be in Key West. Um, I totally just flaked on on Tim and and John, two good friends of mine. But uh I, I just I we were too busy with our own event and things hey, like that. You got that shit to do, man. No work, big deal. But, yeah, but yeah, I, I respect those guys. I, it looks like a cool tool to use. Uh, but a lot of what we also do on our disposition sides is uh, just like what we do on acquisitions. We just replicate it. We pull the list within batch leads. We text and we cold call those buyers as if they want to buy a, a property. And, and that works a lot for us in some of the markets that we don't have, quote unquote, a cash buyers list for. Man, some of my students are doing amazing right now by pulling leads out of either prop stream or batch leads for the buyer side. Yep. And texting out their deals, just like we're doing on the acquisition side. So yep. leads me and I appreciate you being an open book, RJ. This has already been an amazing episode and uh, we're not we're not done yet. Hopefully you have another 10 or 15 minutes here. Um, question. What softwares and systems are you using? You had mentioned batch leads. I think me and you probably like that. That's that's my number one. Yes. Software. I love it. And I use PropStream as well. Because uh, it has the mobile app, and there's yep. a couple different reasons, but I can see batch leads eliminating my use of PropStream over the next. I don't know. They're not quite there yet. Yep. Right. They're getting. They're getting better every day. Yep. But over the next couple months, I'll probably get rid of PropStream, or you know, who knows? It's only a hundred bucks a month. Not a big deal. But exactly. I'm curious to see what softwares and services you use or your team is using daily, if you don't mind sharing. Yes. So we use batch leads to pull all of our lists, skip trace, and then SMS. Yep. And, um, and, well, and is, is the match savings also your favorite thing about batch leads? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, I wouldn't say favorite thing. I it's mean, my, my number one favorite thing. I mean, the, the, <laughs> there's just, there's so many different aspects. There's of so many I cool things about, there. Yeah, they I got. mean, it's yep. just, in the time that I spent inside the the program during the 50 day challenge, it's like, I just, I, I can't go a day without just spending time inside it and just looking at our data and what's happening with the responses and how the flow is working and all of that. So batch leads is number one. That's where everything starts. Um, we'll then export out of that. We import into batch dialer. Um, and then we'll export out a batch dialer into our CRM. It's called the REI CRM. Um, it's brand new. It's not even released to the public yet. The so REI CRM. The REI CRM. Yes. I love it. I'm going to check it out. So we're, we're going to be launching here in the next 30 to 60 days. Do you uh, guys use PropStream at all? Uh, we do. We use PropStream and we use Propelio as well. Oh, you use uh, Propelio we, too, man. Holy cow. We, we mainly use those for comps. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's that's all of our list pulling is done within batch uh, because we are nationwide. Dude, there's times where we just need to have like multiple options for comp pulling, right? Totally. Just to see like uh, sometimes batch isn't quite there with the comps yet. Uh, we had a lead the other day where Propelio had no comps. PropStream had no comps. Batch had 12 comps. That's the reason why, because for $98 a month for both for uh, Prop, Propelio and PropStream, why not have them? And then uh, outside that, man, uh, DocuSign's the one only of the cool thing that things that I've heard about Propelio. I don't use it, 
but that you can. So like, you know how on deal machine or batch driven, you can highlight, you know, like your absentee or your vacant, or you can actually set a preset for any yep. driver. Are you using any, any driving for dollars software? Batch driven. Driven. I love batch driven. Yep. It's great. Uh, deal machines. Also good guys. Yep. Um, but one of the things I've heard with Propelio, again, I don't use it. Uh, my buddy Roger Salam or Salam was telling me just this the other day. He likes that because you can multi, you can, you can, you can use the same type of feature where you can, you know, overlay on the map, but you can stack them. So you can say, I, you know, and you can't do this on these others quite yet. I'm sure it's coming, right. but he's like, I want to see all the absentee owned houses that have 30% equity that, you know, the owners have owned them for 12 plus years and are vacant. Right. It's like, whoa, you can do that. And then he was like, yeah. And then my team will just drive to those houses and knock on the damn door. Like, wow. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. <laughs> I, I've never done that before. I, we, we haven't gotten that in depth. So, uh, and that's just kind of a personality thing uh, for me. I, I want to own all the data. I, yep. I, I got asked on a wholesale hotline the other night. Yeah, I saw you were on there. I'm great friends with all three of those guys. Pace Pace, Pace asked me, what's what's your favorite niche list? Or Jamil did. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I really don't believe in niche lists. Like, so you're basically going after vacants and absentees mostly then, right? I do. We, I do uh, single family, duplets, triplets, quadplets, individually owned 50% to free and clear that the valuation is going to be in that sweet spot, depending on the market that we're in. Right. We want the, the average median houses in the, in the city. Uh, I search by city, not by zip code. And then we're going to take all of the vacants, tax defaults, liens, expired listings, unknown equity, all of that. And we're going to hit it all. I love it, man. So you actually go up to 50% equity. I usually default mine to 30% at a minimum, but you're taking it one step above it. So vacants, unknowns, absentees, tax defaults. Are you guys hitting pre-foreclosures? So we stopped for a while. I mean, obviously, I've started to roll them back in. I'll just be real. We're not getting deals from that right now. I mean, just those, for lack of a better way to put it, people in pre-foreclosure right now are relatively arrogant unless they're on a conventional Not only that, home. but they're getting hit by agents a lot too. Yeah, I mean, it adds just, a little bit more competition, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not working. I and, personally and don't market to pre-foreclosures. I, I did on and off for years, but I bet you I haven't done a pre-foreclosure specific marketing in over two years. Yeah. And, and vacants uh, and absentees are my bread and butter because oh, for sure. So Vacant I don't know how many houses are you guys typically buying a year? Not wholesaling, not keeping, just buying on a monthly basis. Yeah. Right no, now. No, no, no. Very, yearly, yearly, yearly. Oh, geez. Uh, I mean, just probably somewhere hip. in the, well, flips we're going to be trying to do right now, like one to two flips a month. Uh, in the past, right? So this has changed. So I'm counting everything. You're buying for whole, you're, you're, even if you're wholesaling it, in my opinion, you're still buying that house and then selling it, even if you assign it. Right. So, so what I, I'm asking I, is, yeah, purchases, no matter yeah, if it's I mean, local we're or nationwide. 20 to 30 a month range. 30 a month. Holy cow. So you're yeah. doing three times what I'm doing. I'm, I'm typically buying about 100 houses a year. Um, this year, I've already done 150 because I bought 110 of them in one, in one transaction. Right. But on average, I'm doing about 100 a year. But that's also just within a 30-mile radius of where I live. Right? And the reason that I brought this up is because 80% of the houses that I buy, RJ, 80% are vacant. So if you are listening to this and you are new and you want to do, you know, something like I do or something like RJ does, your vacant houses are the bread and butter for investors, period. Sometimes I'll have students that have pulled 10 lists already, but not the vacant list. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? So you let me pull the say, vacant list every other week. So let me tell you what's funny about that. Hopefully you agree. Oh, dude, no, wholeheartedly. When I pull in batch leads, okay, I pull my list. I'll go to a random city, okay? This is how well I understand what I'm doing. It, this is this just happened at my my boot camp here on Thursday, last Thursday. Okay, mm-hmm. I said pick a random city, and they said Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So the first thing I do is I go to Batch Leads, I type in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What the number I'm looking for? There's no other filter, just the city. 
The number I'm looking for is how many vacant properties there are. That number needs to be several thousand for me to be interested in this city. It was 5,000. I said, now I'm going to hit it with all of my filters and the number I'm going to pay attention to, not the tax defaults, not the liens, nothing else. That's the, those are the cherries on top, right? I need my vacants. I said, when I filter this down from 5,000 and I had all my filters, I predicted correctly the amount of vacants there are. I said there will be 900 vacant properties once I add the, the, I love the filters it. You, in. You've and done this 983. I love it. Those are the ones that I, those, that's the first thing that gets added to my list every single time. Those are the ones I want. And then, dude, if you, so what's your typical, if you don't mind me asking, what's your typical um, criteria for that? So you had mentioned 50% equity, singles yep. and small multis, average median size houses or not size so much, but price, I would assume. Yep. vacants and then what else is there anything i'm missing off market i'd assume yeah off market uh and and that's it i mean yeah so that's about milwaukee, what i do too man in, in milwaukee it was sixty thousand. <laughs> the two hundred thousand was the valuation got it so i'm eliminating people ask me well what about bad zip codes i eliminate the bad zip codes with the valuation so I don't want any. Yeah, 30, yeah, 40, you're, 50, you're exactly. Your bad properties. zip codes, the houses are going to be 20, 30 grand. If you put your minimum at 60 and your max at yep. 200, you're eliminating, you're, you're focusing on the median just there. I love that. And, love and that. that's how, that's how you go into a new market that you don't know shit about because you just, you go to Zillow. I mean, it's as simple as going to Zillow and you just look around and say, okay, here we go. They're all selling for a hundred to 200,000. Oh, here's a bad zip code. They're selling for 60 to 70,000. All right, I just set my minimum valuation on batch at 100,000. I eliminated the bad zip code. Boom. I love it. So again, you're not necessarily searching zip codes. You're doing it by the city. The whole city. Yep. Man, I love it. Okay. So let's see here. What else do I got for you? Okay. So we were talking about the softwares. You had mentioned batch leads. You're using that for all your lists, skip tracing SMS and list stacking, which is only just a couple of the things that they do. Right. I love it. You're using the dialer. So I'd assume once you do any skip tracing at all, because, you know, <clears throat> for me, the majority of my cost is the skip tracing. The yep. leads are, you know, basically a penny a piece at this point or, or cheaper. Right. Um, the SMS is, I don't even look at that number. Like it's no, so it's irrelevant. Relevant. Yeah. So the, the skip tracing is typically the bulk of my cost. But once I have the skip tracing, I push it over to my team to use batch leads to SMS. And then I stick it over to my other team that does batch dialer to cold call simultaneously. I'm assuming you're doing that too, right? Because oh, dude, we, we use and abuse our data. Like it never dies. It never dies. Right. I, I just love it. use it over and over and over again. We literally just picked up a contract yesterday on a deal that we've already marketed twice through batch leads five times. So we've touched them 10 times. We've cold called them multiple times and now we're putting it back in and we're, we're picking up multiple deals off of this list. We just use it over and over and over and over again. And every, every time I decide I'm going to go back to San Antonio, I will pull a new list and then add whatever new properties came on and then just add it to the old list and then just start hitting it again over and over and over again. Love it. All right. So to recap, though, and this thing isn't working. PropStream and Propelio typically for comps and then batch leads as well, because they're still building that out. Right. It's, it, it's getting it's getting better and better. Right. Batch leads for, um, for the list, the skip tracing, the SMS, the stacking, batch dialer for the cold calling. Your main CRM is the REI CRM, is it not? Correct. So you're not using Podio, Touch, no. REI Blackbook, RE Simply, any of these other ones, right? No, sir. Did and you we're in able, the past? We're able to create websites. We're able to drop RVNs. We're able to do direct mail from our CRM, um, as well as work automated workflows and sequences on follow-ups for our hot leads. And, and then the only other thing systems-wise that we use is batch-driven for driving for dollars. Damn. So guys, I really, there's, there's so much takeaways from this. Number one, 
when pulling your leads and your list, you don't have to like get crazy on these niche lists. That's like a huge takeaway. I've never been that guy, but it just seems like every student I get, they come to me and they want to pull these crazy niche lists. And I'm like, why go for the vacants and the absentees with high equity that are off market. If you want to stack on a couple other things, fine, but that's it. So I think that's, that's such a huge takeaway for the listeners and the audience. Second, you don't need 62 pieces of software. All right. RJ is doing this nationwide. I'm sure you've probably done a deal in every state. And if not, you're on your way. Um, Utah you is the only one. Utah? Utah. I need a deal in Utah. Someone bring me a deal. <laughs> I'll dispo it, please. Okay. Well, hey, I'll, I'll see what I can do to help you with that. I love it. <laughs> but, um, you know, prop stream and Propelio for comping, um, batch leads for texting, batch dialer for dialing and then are you guys doing uh what you had mentioned batch driven i love batch driven are you guys using that locally or are you doing it virtually no we do it locally uh we don't really do Same the here. virtual driving for dollars but i do have a guy that does it virtually a va i pay three bucks an hour to nice and he does it for like five or six hours a day virtually and it's a great thing two birds one stone i'm getting leads but we're also promoting the service and building the affiliate income love it Three bucks a day. You're talking like a hundred dollars a week. It's nothing. Or three dollars <laughs> right. an hour, right? So I love it, man. I love how transparent you are. I love how humble you are. And again, I really just want to say thanks for coming on the show. I'm super grateful to get the opportunity to network with you and get to know you. And like it or not, you have really just coached the hell out of me on a couple markets that I'm thinking about doing and some of the approaches, right? So I love it. Love it, man. Very cool. Guys, go check out. Um, RJ Bates online, all the different social media platforms. Titanium Investments is the name of his company. And he has a really cool weekly two day boot camp that I want to learn more about. It's called Titanium Crucible. RJ, what is this? What, what, what are you guys doing? Yeah. So, real quick, I'll, I'll give a brief summary of this. So, Jesse Burrell calls me from Batch. Love and, Jesse. And Jesse. Jesse's my, my bud, right? Yeah. He's, a, he's one of my homies. Jesse's the guy that always gives me the kick in the ass that I need. And he's Love like, it. what's he's like, what's wrong with you? He's your I'm Tim like, Grover. All right. I'm like, I'm like, what, what are you talking about, Jesse? And he's like, why are you not doing education? He's like, you know how to do things that other people don't know how to do. That's right. I'm like, no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm focused. I'm laser focused on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, there's someone out there today that wants to write a check for $10,000 to learn to do what you know how to do. That's right. That money is either going to come to you, your family and your team, or it's going to go to someone else. And there's a good possibility. They're not going to get the kind of value that you can provide to them. You're almost obligated to do this RJ. So he taught me into it, sat down with the team and I said, okay, what could we do? I don't want to run the typical program. So we decided that it's a two day boot camp. come to our office. We're right here on Eagle Mountain Lake. I'm staring at the lake right now. It's a really cool vibe here at our office. And we basically go over all of the systems that we use, the processes that we built around those systems. We break down our marketing flow, how we're efficient within our data management. And then we break down how we analyze deals from exit strategy first, moving on to how we decide what acquisition strategy we're going to use. And after the two-day event, You have a a debrief session with us where we break down your specific business. We develop a business plan for you. We unleash you on that business plan. And then moving forward, we have monthly accountability calls with you where we make sure that you're not screwing up and you're staying true to the program and you're achieving your goals within those next 12 months. So that's our program. You can learn more about it at titaniumcrucible.com. We just wrapped it up uh, April 22nd, 23rd was our April event. And dude, I am telling you, I had chills the entire time. We had Aaron Bevins up here. We had Nicole Espinoza, uh, Andrea Stakes came and guest spoke at it. It was a, uh, it was a hell of a good time. I, I don't, I don't know if you can see these or not. That is my ax throwing trophy. There's three of them. Uh, nice. We take everybody ax throwing. And no one will ever beat me at Axe. Do they cut that out at the end and give you the piece like that? 
well, it's it's somebody else's, but they write titanium investments, oh, kick nice. axe on it. And mm-hmm. They're having to write new things because I win it every time. I have three trophies. <laughs> so if I you want to learn how to do real estate and then also get your ass kicked at axe throwing, I love it. Go to titaniumcrucible.com. Guys, I love it. Check out titaniumcrucible.com. RJ has an amazing two-day boot camp that he does once a month, but it's followed by an entire year of additional stuff like accountability, which let's be honest, we all need. RJ had said that he needed it himself and he turned the entire internet into his accountability partner. How (laughs) awesome is that? I think the biggest takeaway today, guys, is this business is incredibly simple. It's not necessarily easy, though. Those are two different things. So you you don't have to get crazy and have all this analysis paralysis on what softwares to use, on what markets to pick, or what type of criteria to use on picking the list. Just do what everybody else that's having success is doing. And we just mentioned all that stuff in this episode. RJ, thank you so much for coming on. It has truly been an honor to get to spend an hour with you and talk with you and learn from you and, of course, network with you. And I know that my audience and my listeners and viewers are going to be wanting to get you back on the show. So maybe in about two or three months, we'll see if we can't get you back on the show. Uh, but again, I am honored and uh, privileged to get the opportunity to talk with you. And I'm just super grateful for your time today. So thank you so much for coming on. What parting words would you give the audience? Uh, take massive action. Don't have unnecessary fears of failure. Uh, failure is just an opportunity for you to learn how to Failure's become a, a lot better. And uh, just don't worry about there's there's so many people out there in this industry that if you are struggling or you need help with a deal or deal analysis or whatever it is, reach out. There's people out there that will help you. Uh, the the boys over at Wholesale Hotline say the best squad up squad up, uh, just take massive action and don't don't have a fear of failure. Man, I absolutely love it. RJ, thanks for coming on the show, guys. Don't forget, go check out Titanium crucible.com if you're looking to, to to attend one of rj's events they're the two-day boot camps he does them once a month but beyond that that two-day event there's an entire year of additional stuff that you get from that program rj thank you so much for coming on and like i said we're gonna have to schedule you again here in the next couple of months to get you back on in the meantime i'm gonna work on expanding into two or three virtual markets And I'm going to, you don't even realize it, bro, but I'm going to bring you back on in two or three months and we're going to talk about what I'm doing. And I'm going to hopefully have you help me tweak what I'm doing and, and get even better at it guys. Love it, bro. Until next time, signing off.